This is the Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, a little bit of weirdness on an almost daily basis. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, and we could talk about documents again today, classified documents, because it seems like every day, but we're not going to do that. But it's almost as if, <clears throat> you see, they now Vice President Pence, they now say he had classified documents in his home too. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's almost like all these people went to the same Oprah show at the same time, and she's like, classified documents for you, classified documents for you, classified documents for everyone. And then they all just took them home and put them in their filing cabinets or in their garage or in their Corvette. Oh, man, unbelievable. But we're not going to go there today. I'm going to let that, I'm gonna let that uh, story marinate for just a little while and see what happens because it, 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 it just needs to, it needs to become something more or some more new information needs to come out about it. They're not talking about it, of course. Well, what we are going to talk about today and a little bit later in the show is, is who is Antifa? What is Antifa? Are they domestic terrorists? Are they uh, a, a militia wing of the Democrat National Committee and the Democrat Party? Are they, uh, they're certainly not anti-fascist. They are the very definition of fascists by their behaviors and their actions and by the propaganda that they put out. So um, so we're going to cover that a little bit as we dive into the show a little bit later on. First, we're going to talk about the vaccine because the vaccine is something that over the course of the last couple of years has been something that's been, uh, I felt really passionate about that I knew was not, it, it just, it never passed the sniff test for me. It never no one could convince me. And I did listen. I listened to doctors. I listened to so-called specialists. I listened to a lot of people and, and from all sides of the debate. And it came down to the fact that just me being a healthy male, I'm in good shape. I eat well. I have no pre-existing conditions. I just didn't see the risk analysis just didn't pan out. It was an experimental vaccine. It was an experimental substance. It was something that was uh, developed and forced on a population of the entire world for a disease that, in fact, killed a very small percentage of those that were not at high risk. That people who were more apt to get severely ill, hospitalized, intubated, and unfortunately, ultimately death were those had cold mortalities such as obesity, heart disease, elderly, but the young were never really at risk. The numbers spell that out. They said it at the time. Even at the time, if you look at the numbers, you can go, why would I be getting a vaccine? And why are we forcing them on children? Why are we going down to five years old? Why are we giving them to teenagers who aren't hardly at risk at all? And the more we find out about them, the more we find that there are adverse conditions. If you haven't watched the, the documentary, Died Suddenly, I would recommend that you do. I believe it's on Rumble, and I would check that out. It has a lot of great information. This is not a good thing. It's an experimental substance that was injected to everybody's body. Many people, basically against their will, because if they didn't do it, they would lose their jobs. And we're going to cover that in a little bit, too, as far as who lost their jobs and what. They told us that it was 100 safe and effective. They told us that it would stop infection. They told us it would stop transmission. They told us that it would end the pandemic if everybody would just get the jab. None of those things were true. And they knew they were not true at the time they said them. And they promoted it. 
They marched Fauci out there to give his propaganda. They marched their so-called experts out there to give their propaganda. And the legacy media just ate it all up and did what they do. They got their marching orders. They got their memos. They went out there and they parroted nearly the exact same sound bites, network after network after network after network, said the exact same thing over and over, exactly as the government told them to. And I've played many of those clips on my show. I have over time, had entire shows on this subject, so I'm not going to repeat myself too much. I'm not going to replay a lot of those clips because you've seen them. You know what they are. And you know it's true. You know that it happened. You know that we were lied to. You know that this was one of the biggest psyops in the history of the world. And it was about control. It was always about control. The masking, the social distancing, forcing people to inject a, a, an experimental substance into their body. It was always about control. And then now that people are dying of myocarditis, young people, healthy people, athletes, people at the top of their game in life, physically, are just dropping dead. And they say it's climate change. They say, oh, it's heat. They say that it's migration. They say that it's, oh, people are exercising too much. People are on vacation too much. I read an article today that say it's eggs. Eggs have a protein in them they've just discovered. After all this time, they found something in eggs that can cause blood clots. All of a sudden, in t- after two years, they come up with all of these things that can cause sudden heart attacks and blood clots and myocarditis in healthy people. These things were always there. As far as I know, we've always eaten eggs. The climate's always been changing. And they would, they would, they think you're stupid enough that the peasants, the mass population is stupid enough to buy into their BS when they have been caught in lie after lie after lie after lie. Masking doesn't work. It never did. Oh, what about surgeons? They wear masks. Yeah, to prevent open wounds from getting bacterial infections, not viral infections. To stop them from getting contaminated with bacteria. Because bacteria, you see, are much larger than than viral cells, okay? So a mask will stop them. Not so with virus. And it never was so. They made people put them on. They made you march down the grocery aisles following the arrows. They made you stand on little dots and six feet apart made up number out of nowhere. A big experiment of Dr. Fauci and his clan, the World Health Organization. They destroyed economies. We're still paying for it. And then when they were caught in their lie, they still pushed the vaccine first for high school age kids, then for junior high, and then grade school, and now infants. They're saying, everybody get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Whether you're at risk or not. And they're already promoting a Moderna annual COVID shot, like a flu shot. Every year you should get this stuck into your body. Pfizer is out there putting commercials out. At least they're paying for it now. 
they made tens of billions of dollars, so they can afford a few commercials now to promote their boosters and their and their BS. But the CDC, we remember, remember the leader of the CDC director. Here's the difference: what she said, March 21 versus August of 21. Not a very long time, but check it out. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Given this body of evidence, we are concerned that the current strong protection against severe infection, hospitalization, and death could decrease in the months ahead, especially... Okay, completely different stories as they try to backpedal, but what she said initially was a lie. They never, ever, ever had the studies or the information that said getting vaccinated would stop you from getting COVID. Never did they have that information. They never had the information that it would stop transmission. In fact, they had just the opposite. But they went ahead and pushed it out there anyway. Check this. We're supposed to be able to stop the infection, therefore we can create herd immunity. But when we looked at the emergency use authorization, which is right on the screen, if you look what it says under transmission, this is what was known the moment they were making those statements. Can I have the next slide? This was December 17 of 2020. When this came out from the FDA, okay, regarding the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. What was known was that the data are um, not there, limited to assess the effects of the vaccine against transmission of SARS-CoV-2. They had no idea. They had no idea if it would stop the infection, yet they were making those statements on the news. And then just a few weeks ago at the EU, they were having hearings that are very important right now. They, they asked uh, Borla, the head of Pfizer, to come in. He sent someone just underneath him. This is what she had to say when asked about testing of transmission in the trials for the vaccine. I think you'll find this interesting. Was, was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place <laughs> the in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I just want to finish up this point by saying that, you know, now the EU is looking at suing to get their money back because of the fraud over this product. We were told that this would stop transmission, and now we find out from the heads of Pfizer that they were never even testing inside the trials whether or not it could stop They knew the entire time that they, they did not know if it would stop transmission or not. They were guessing. They were hoping. Hoping one hand shit in the other. Which weighs more? They never knew. But they went out there and they said that they did. They got their tens of billions of dollars. A massive transfer of wealth, by the way. This vaccine wasn't free. It wasn't free. Tax dollars paid for it. Pfizer got their money. Moderna got their money. Johnson & Johnson got their money. 
They got it from the government who gets their money from you and I. Right? Biggest scam all along. Dr. Gates, I'd be happy to, you know, I'm super proud to say that, uh, and not to brag or anything, but I have the same medical degree as Bill Gates does. And uh, he he's now, you know, even, I mean, it, it, and nobody is upset. Why are people not upset? I mean, first of all, well, the people who promoted the vaccine and the people who took the vaccine, they would have to admit they were wrong. And we all know that goes against human nature. But uh, this is what Bill Gates has to say. Check we this also out. need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, they're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection. And they have very short duration. Hmm. That's not what they were saying in 2020 or one or even two. But it's all coming out. And the sad part is, and we're seeing an increase in the side effects and an increase in sudden death, sudden adult death syndrome. They call it SADS. All of a sudden this has started. And it didn't start until they started mass vaccinating the population. But it's everything but that. It's everything but that. Check this, check this out. COVID-19 pre-vaccine versus post-vaccine mortality rate. Because right, once they were caught in the lie that it didn't stop infection and it didn't stop transmission, then they shifted gears and they said, oh, but, but people who have the vaccine, it will stop them from getting, it reduces the risk of getting severely ill hospitalizations and deaths. So get the vaccine anyway, because it reduces your risk of becoming severely ill or being hospitalized or dying or all the above. Well, the data, now that we've had time, because that's what science, that's what research is, is time over an extended period. Now that we have that, we can see that the, the, the rate, the death rate, the more mortality rate of people dying from COVID, the trajectory of it didn't really change. That orange dot in the middle, COVID-19, that's when max vaccination was introduced in the United States and around the world. This is uh, from uh, physiciansforinformedconsent.org. It's a nonprofit. But this is CDC data. They didn't make this up. They just used the CDC data for death rates of people dying from COVID. And you can see that... uh, the trajectory never changed after they started introducing the vaccine. If anything, it increased. And this information needs to get out there. People need to, people need to wake up. Because there are still people out there saying, get boosted. Or, oh, I, I got COVID. I was so sick. I thought I was going to die. But I'm glad I got boosted or else it would have been so much worse. They're stupid. These people are useful idiots. Pawns in a game that they can't even begin to comprehend because they refuse to open their eyes. 
Dr. Peter McCullough, he's been a good, uh, this gentleman was banned from YouTube. He was banned from Twitter. He was banned from Facebook. Anybody who, uh, who reposted anything that he put out, any video, any statement, anything, or quoted him, they were also banned. The information was completely squashed, just like Hunter Biden's laptop by, by social media and big tech. But now he's back. And um, come to find out everything that he was talking about was true. Is none of the vaccines are sufficiently safe nor effective to remain on the market. They should be pulled off the market. This follows a call by the World Council for Health in June 11th of 2022 to pull all the vaccines off the market. We need criminal investigations in every state where the vaccines were advanced, and that includes every state in the United States. What we know now, just on the heart damage, Alex, 742 papers in the peer-reviewed literature on this. It's overwhelming that the vaccines cause heart damage, and it's fatal by autopsy. So these young individuals who are dying several months after the vaccine, when they're during sports or during sleep, it is the vaccine until proven otherwise. That's supported by a recent autopsy paper by Schwab and colleagues from Heidelberg, Germany, found 71% of people dying, found dead at home within 20 days of the vaccine. It's due to the vaccine in the majority of cases. So where are the criminal charges going to uh, first come? I think the easy ones to go after are illegal advertising. The vaccines have been advertised by the CDC, NIH, FDA, DHS, and the vaccine companies as safe and effective. Americans know they can't do that. The vaccines have to be presented with risks and benefits, including. Goes on for a couple of more minutes. Uh, look him up. Uh, Dr. Peter McCauley is a cardiologist. He's very well versed in, in, and he's looked at not only, uh, not only what the vaccine has done, but he's looked at autopsies of people who have died suddenly, uh, the blood clots and, and the stringy substances that are in their veins and, uh, and different things. It's, uh, again, watch the movie or the documentary, Died Suddenly. It's not long. It's pretty straight to the point. Um, it's, it's good information to have and to know, at least to consider, you know, at least consider it. And I, I'm afraid that the side effects and the, the downward spiral of this is just beginning. It's only been a couple of years. And, and keep, remember, we are the guinea pigs, all right? Well, I'm not. But the population at large, <laughs> um, I'm in the control group, like many of the listeners of the show are, I'm sure. But the, the 70% of the people who did get vaccinated, understand, you're the guinea pig. And I'm sorry if you had to do it in order to keep your job. I'm sorry if you were forced into doing it or that you had bad advice. And now that the truth is coming out, you're in a position where, um, well, as I put up um, a little bit ago, there is no do-over once you inject an experimental substance into your body. It's in there. The only, the only thing that worries me a little bit is I had a major open back surgery uh, where I had, a, I had a fractured vertebrae uh, during COVID. And it was, uh, it, was, it was a pretty major surgery. There was, uh, the surgeon said it was up there on a scale of one to 10, around a nine or so on what I had to do. I was nearly paralyzed. Not a lot of people know about this. But during the procedure I had to, which lasted uh, seven hours, for the surgery, uh, two units of blood were put in my body. And then during recovery, because my count was still low after several days in the hospital, they gave me another unit. So I received a total of three units of blood. And, um, and I'm worried about that. It bothers me. 
because I don't know where that blood came from and I don't know what's in it. I don't know if they were vaccinated or unvaccinated. You don't have a choice. You can't provide your own blood anymore. They don't allow that. They don't allow relatives to provide blood for you. You have to use whatever it is they decide to give you. So that concerns me. But now we're starting to see um, other information. How about women? How about their menstrual periods? How about uh, the, the occurrences of miscarriage and fertility rates and things like that? Well, here's a nurse who came out and, and, and kudos to her for having the, uh, she has more, she has bigger cojones than, than a lot of the men out there that profess to be leaders and doctors of our society. Okay, go for it. All right, I'm Kimberly Biss. I'm an OBGYN that practices in St. Pete, Florida. I can definitely say since the vaccine rollout started, we have seen in our practice a decrease in new OB numbers, which would be infertility by about 50%. We've also seen an increase in miscarriage rate by about 50%. And I would say there's probably about a 25% increase in abnormal pap smears, as well as cervical malignancies in our area. That's not normal, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this, is, this is something that we're just beginning, as I said, and I fear to see the results of what our government has done to us. And yet, what do they want to do? Here's Tony Blair, former Prime Minister of UK at the World Economic Forum just recently in Davos, Switzerland. And here's what he had to say about not only the COVID vaccine, but future vaccines. In the end, you, you, you need the data. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple, will be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for a, a pandemic or for, um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. What they're talking about is having a world vaccination card, an electronic data signature of people who have been vaccinated, not just for this one, but as he said, future vaccinate, future pandemics will require multiple shots. They already know. They're already saying there are going to be future pandemics that require multiple shots. If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, man, I don't know what will. It's a plan. And it's out there. And here's what's, here's what's sad. You have states out there and these are people, uh, Dr. McCullough is right. People do need to be imprisoned. There needs to be investigations. There needs to be arrests and people need to be put in prison because they knowingly, and they still are duping the population. There are states out there. And I'm going to use a couple of examples, uh, New York and Washington, where you have governors who have, required state workers to be vaccinated and healthcare workers to be vaccinated, to have a job. If you didn't, if you weren't vaccinated, you were fired. Now here's the kicker. Not only did they do that, now they're short on staff. They're short on healthcare workers. They're short on firefighters. They're short on first responders in general. Policemen. Washington state is suffering a shortage in people to work their state ferry system, which is large up here in the Puget Sound. I'm from here. 
And they refuse to reinstate workers unless they meet the requirement. And here's the kicker. They have employees on staff right now who got the original vaccine because the requirement only requires that you have been vaccinated. You receive two doses. So people that received two doses of a vaccine a year and a half ago that's completely worthless now because they know that it's worthless after it wears off, that you need, they say, you need boosters. You need boosters is what they say, right? To be protected. But you don't need the boosters to be employed or even to get a job. You just need to have had the original vaccine a year and a half or two years ago, and then you're fine. But they won't rehire already skilled, trained workers that they fired or forced into early retirement because they would not get vaccinated to begin with. That's about power and control is what that is and punishment. It's about you did not do what I said, what I told you to do, what I dictated for you to do under my emergency authority. Therefore, you will be punished and you will not be allowed to work here ever again. Meanwhile, here's what's going on in New York. Our healthcare systems seem in desperate need of staff right now. Uh, we've had ambulances waiting five hours at our local emergency rooms to unload patients. The hospitals, the nursing homes say they're waiting for DOH guidance on whether they can hire any of those workers back. What's the latest with that? Well, we're considering all our options with respect to the litigation, so I can't comment on that. But I'll say that last year in my state of the state, we put forth a plan to help retention, also recruitment. And a lot of those programs are just unfolding out $20 billion to bring back the health care system, including bonuses for existing workers, helping settle nursing strikes, which I get very involved in to make sure that uh, patients are being cared for. It's a problem, but I don't think the answer is to make, have someone who comes in who's sick be exposed to someone who can give them the coronavirus, give them COVID-19. I don't know that that's... So just remind you, they will hire someone who was vaccinated and meets their requirements, someone who was vaccinated a year and a half ago, who has zero protection. if they even had any at all. But they won't rehire the people they fired, qualified employees, even though they have five-hour ambulance waits for people to get into the ER because they're short-staffed. The right answer, but I'm pretty sure it's not. So we're exploring our options. But I think everybody who goes into a healthcare facility or a nursing home should have the assurance, and their family members should know, that we have taken all steps to protect the public health, and that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability, when they are sick or elderly, will not pass on the virus. We lost 34 New Yorkers yesterday. We have 4,000 active cases. This has not gone away as much as we wish it would. Couldn't there be other safety precautions, masking, other, other mechanisms in order to allow some of them back in? I mean, we're at crisis level here in our hospitals, I and particularly in our nursing homes. I, I truly understand the challenge and the balance, and these are never easy to No, you don't. But or, I cannot take put that people into harm's way. She does understand, but she is going to punish these people because they did not do what they were told to do when they told them to do it. You didn't get vaccinated two years ago when we told you to, so you are going to be punished. And we will not rehire you. And they're doing the same thing in Washington State. This is truly diabolical. These people are evil with a capital E-V-I-L. And 
their their quest for control, their thirst for power is unquenchable. They won't stop. We've got a Governor Inslee here in Washington State, where I'm from, for now. <laughs> but uh, he's done the same thing up here. We've got all kinds of state employees, including first responders and emergency workers, that uh, were... <clears throat> hmm. Well, that's odd. I don't know why that didn't pop up. But I'm going to find out. Let's try that again. Hmm. Technical difficulties. This is what happens when you're, you're, you're your own uh, creator, producer, and, uh, and everything else all, all wrapped into one. There it is. There it is. Brandy Cruz up here in Washington State. She's interviewing our great uh, king, King... Governor Inslee, self-proclaimed dictator of the masses, the man who knows the best, the man, the myth, the legend, Governor Inslee. But we're doing the same thing up here. Check this out. She wants, we want to bring back people who are trained in, 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 in Brandy? At the start of this legislative session, the- you noted that one of our biggest challenges were in the middle of a serious workforce shortage. So, Governor, will you commit today, right now, to rehiring workers who were fired under your vaccine mandate if they choose to come back? Sure, if they comply with our, our rules. If they the get vaccinated. Of course we will. If they get a vaccine, uh, you're saying. One, correct, and that really is, we believe, the right decision. This is still a dangerous disease. It is still taking lives, and we don't want people to miss work because they get COVID. We want a healthy workforce mm. so that they can do their jobs. And You know, and I, I've seen the dangers of people who did not become vaccinated. I know you've had a couple of people on this show that, you know, were anti-vaxxers and, and, and their families anti-vaxxers. COVID. You know, they were very vocal of how our requirement was so terrible. It is terrible. And they, their family lost them to COVID. That, that's really sad and disturbing. So we don't want our state employees to have to go through that. But here's what, here's what I say, and I, I sit oh. on Twitter, and this is a good chance for you. Ready? I will, I will quit my job and retire full-time from political commentary. If you can justify the current state of your vaccine mandate, and let me tell you why. I got the vaccine, Governor, a year and a half ago because I believed it was our path out of the pandemic. When I realized it wasn't, I'd opted not to get the boosters. A year and a half later, that vaccine is no longer protecting me. Yet I can go get a job with the state. But someone who never got the vaccine, who today has the same level of protection as me, which is none, cannot get a job with the state. How does that make sense? What makes sense is for people to get this booster. That's what I can. But it's not mandated. So technically, I could get. I would meet. I (laughs) I could get hired with the state, right? But the vaccine is no longer in my body. I hear what you're saying. We have to reach agreements with our state employees. We reached agreement with them. I have to deal as a manager with our unions. We reached an agreement on this. But I really do encourage people to get this booster because it really is important to give you the the protection uh, against serious illness or, or losing your life. He doesn't give a shit about the health of the state employees. He cares about his control to dictate and mandate as he sees fit in his own feeble, effed up mind. 
go. We've been dealing with him out here for two years. He guys, he wins the he wins the prize. He's worse than Hokel. He's worse than Newsom. He's worse than Kate Brown down in Oregon. I'm telling you, this guy is a lunatic, lunatic. He's the lunatic of lunatics. I don't know how much else I could talk about it. But man, we've been dealing with him. I've done shows on it. Ted Cruz, and so we're dealing with the same thing on the federal level, and Ted Cruz lays it out really well, so I won't. Let's just listen to him. Well, amen. Look, look, we had an enormous victory last month when we finally repealed Joe Biden's abusive vaccine mandate in the military. Joe Biden, over the last two years, had fired thousands upon thousands of soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines and Coast Guardsmen. And it, it was abusive. It was wrong. And, and, and I joined with a number of others in leading the fight to end this mandate. And we wrote it in the law and forced Biden to sign it in the law. So the good news is the mandate in the military is over going forward. The bad news is that, that we only repealed it prospectively. So there are thousands upon thousands of servicemen and women who fought for our country, who Joe Biden and the Democrats wrongfully fired. I, I, I've introduced legislation called the Americans Act that would enable every one of those servicemen and women wrongfully fired to be reinstated, to, to, to uh, restore their previous rank, to restore their back pay, to restore their previous benefits. And for those who choose not to be reinstated, there's some who are fired, who moved on to the private sector and might decide not to come back, to, to ensure that any discharge they have is an honorable discharge and not simply a general discharge, so they get their full benefits. They were targeted, they were persecuted, it was illegal, it was unjustified, and I'll tell you, Sean, I'm gonna keep fighting for every one of these soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines and Coast Guardsmen until justice is finally. God bless Ted Cruz, man. You know that guy, he was originally anti-MAGA, anti-Trump. But he has a, he has a critical mind. He's capable of critical thought, and he came around. We're going to do one last thing here because uh, Dr. Fauci is going to be replaced. He retired in January. He's the highest paid government employee. He has the highest pension of any government employee ever in history. He's going to be collecting somewhere around four hundred grand a year for the rest of his life, along with complete benefits and everything like that. Poor guy. Plus, he's going to get all of his, his uh, money from his patents and, and the NIH and all that. But... Uh, so the guy, one of the people, we don't know yet who's going to replace Dr. Fauci, but you may notice I'm wearing a Dr. Fauci shirt today, um, public enemy number one, which I believe he is, and next to Joe Biden, maybe. But one of the people in the running to replace him is a Dr. Peter uh, Hotez. This guy makes Fauci look like a saint. If, if This guy is true to Nazi. He is true Nazi in his belief system and in his, in, in, in his thoughts and in his practices. Lots, lots of bad stuff in his background. But he's one of the leading frontrunners. And just to give you an idea of how he thinks, this is how he thinks and how he thought during COVID. Check this. We have to recognize that anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. 
and now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low and middle income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. In the U.S., it's linked to far extremism on the far right, same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so we need political solutions to address this. World Health Organization put that video out. Anti-science aggression. That's one of the guys in the running to replace Dr. Fauci. So we could be going out of the frying pan into the fire. I mean, you thought Fauci was radical. This guy, check out his website, Peter Holtes. He, he has books. He has information. Look at his Twitter page. My God, this guy is a complete vaccine activist radical. He's radical. All right. We're not going to get to the Antifa today. We're running out of time. I got a little long-winded on some of this stuff, but I'm passionate about it. I, this is something I really have, have been passionate about the whole time and the, the whole COVID time, that is. And because uh, I believe in vaccines that are actually vaccines, measles, mumps, rubella, things actually stop you from getting the disease. That's not what this is. It's a glorified flu shot at best, at best. Here's your none better take of the day. We've been getting a vaccine pushed on us for the last couple of years that they knew in the very beginning did not prevent transmission. They had absolutely zero data to show that it prevented infection or transmission of SARS-2. They had absolutely zero because it was developed so fast and so quickly with a new tech. Technology, except for Johnson Johnson, but everybody else was using the mRNA technology. That there just wasn't information on it. So they were going by theory. And those that received the vaccine, and, and if you were forced to do it under threat of losing your job and, and, and an ability to support your family, you know, I'm sorry. I, I feel for you. But know that those who did take it, you were the guinea pigs. You are the trial. Those who didn't take it were in the control group. They told us that it would be 100% safe and effective. They went over and over and they said that above and beyond. They said it would stop infection, stop transmission. None of those turned out to be true. They said it would end the pandemic if everybody would just get vaccinated. And then as the truth started to come out that, oh, death rates aren't going down. In fact, I showed you earlier in the show. If you're just listening to the None Better Take of the Day, watch the show. The trajectory of the, the mortality rates of COVID did not change once they started mass administering the vaccine. Didn't change at all. If anything, they increased. So they shifted course. They said, oh, well, it'll stop you from getting sick. You know, you'll get less sick. You have less chance of being hospitalized, intubated, and death. But again, that's not true. The numbers do not bear that out. The numbers over time, the real science, just doesn't bear that out. It's not true. It's not true at all. They lied. They lied, and people need to be held accountable. Government officials need to be held accountable. Pharmaceutical companies need to be held accountable. World Health Organization, CDC, NIH, and their gain-of-function BS all need to be held accountable for what they forced on a population 
They destroyed businesses, they destroyed lives, and they killed people. The guy who wants to replace Fauci says that 200,000 people needlessly died because they wouldn't get vaccinated. There are estimates now that up to 400,000 people have died because they were vaccinated. As the side effects start to come out, the heart attacks, the strokes, the blood clots, the myocarditis, that people completely healthy, athletes in prime physical condition at the top of their game in life are dropping dead. And the only thing that these people have in common, other than breathing the air of this earth, is they all got the shot. You have a government who's not letting, who, who is, who fired people, including first responders, police, fire, doctors, healthcare workers, state employees. If they wouldn't get vaccinated, they were fired. And a lot of them chose early retirement. Now you have states that are saying, nope, you know what? We're not going to hire you back. States like New York and Washington are in a, they have a severe shortage of people in the healthcare field. They have ambulances waiting in line forever. They can't handle the load of patients, just a normal load, a normal pre-COVID load of patients. They can't handle it. They don't have enough people to handle it. And they refuse to hire back qualified, highly trained, professional licensed providers because they weren't vaccinated. They're not required to be boosted. So that means all those people who are still employed there that got the original vaccine a year and a half ago that has absolutely zero effect anymore because it's not in your body. It's gone. That's why they say you need to get boosters. But boosters aren't required to work for the government or to work in the healthcare sector. You only have to have had the original vaccine. But they won't hire back the same people who have the same amount of protection that they fired because they weren't vaccinated. It's criminal. It's unethical. It's inhumane. It's not about the state employee's health. It's not about taking care of people or public safety. It's about control. It's about manipulation. And in in the case of these states, it's about punishment. You did not do what I told you to do when I told you to do it. Therefore, you will be punished and never employed here again. You'll never work in your field in this state again. You'll never be a doctor, a nurse, an EMT, a firefighter, a police officer in this state again because you didn't do what I told you to do. That's what we're facing, people. Think about it. This has been the Nun Report. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on Renegade Radio or on one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. You can check out everything right there. Got all the videos, all the charts, everything that I threw up today. You can go on all my socials at the Nun Report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS or just go to my website. That's simple. TheNunReport.com. Easy to remember too. And everything is right there all in one place for your convenience, for your listening pleasure. Anyway, thanks again for listening. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.